Welcome to Women of Fortitude with Ronnie J. And Kelty. This is a place where women share their stories to inspire other women. And also to remind all women that you are a woman of fortitude. Thank you for joining us again here at Women of Fortitude with Rondi Jane and Kelty. Today we have a special guest with us. She's one of my favorite rays of sunshine and it's Miss Michelle Bellew. <laughs> she works at Pine Grove School and that is where I've been blessed to get to know her better. Um, she is a native of Tippa County. She has a heart of gold and mm. is amazing, and we are so happy to have you here. Mm. And she's already crying. But we are excited to hear it. your story. So you can just go ahead. Let right. us know. I'm just going to kind of read this. I wrote it down, and I hope it's not too much, but I just got to tell you. But I can tell you, throughout my testimony, you'll hear several song titles that help me carry me through this difficult time in my life. So let me just start by saying, let me tell you about my Jesus. Um, on July 30th, 2021, I went to Ripley to the high school auditorium for the beginning year meeting for teachers. I had been offered a job at Pine Grove doing art and keyboarding. I was so excited about it. I wasn't feeling great that day, but I kept telling my family I was fine. This was when COVID had hit our country. Actually, I think we were about a year and a half into it. I knew many people who had attracted it and had passed away. I was determined I was not taking the vaccine and I wasn't getting COVID. We went to lunch that day at Fiesta Grill and I ordered food. And when it came, I just looked at it. I never touched it. And when we left, I didn't take it with me. And that's not usual. <laughs> My daughter Alicia was paying and I went on out to my car. I couldn't figure out how to even unlock my car, but I was fine. I called Alicia and I told her I couldn't unlock my car. She said, I'll be right out there. She came out and unlocked it for me and talked me into going to the ER. When I got to where you turn into the hospital, I almost missed the turn in. So I backed up, almost wrecked, then turned in and hit the curb. I finally oh. <laughs> got in the parking lot and I don't really remember anything at the ER until they put me in an ambulance headed to Oxford, which I've been, I guess they diagnosed me there with COVID. I don't really remember that. I was very comfortable and resting good. I thought that was a neat ambulance ride. I'd never been in one before. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember a lot about many of the following days. I've been told what happened and my daughter updated on Facebook, so I go by all that to tell this story. I was intubated on August 7th, 2021. I vaguely remember my nurse um, FaceTime and Alicia so I could talk to her before they innovated. She said I told her I was ready to be home sitting on the front porch with them. Y'all forgive me if I cry. No. <laughs> this was a scary time for my family. Most people who go on the vent don't come back off, but God. Then on August 24th, they decided I needed a trach. This was another hard day for my family. They struggled with how I would feel because I wasn't able to make the decisions. My son, James Michael, said I would probably be madder than a wet cat. <laughs> <laughs> but that was okay if I came home to them all better and he knew that's what was going to happen. They also thought that was the plan for a Friday, but they decided to do it earlier on a Tuesday. Also, they were only letting my two kids come and see me. And on this day, my sweet parents got to see me for a few minutes after not doing so for almost a month. Two days later, I sat up in a chair for three and a half hours. I did have some stomach issues, but that worked out as well. 
On August 27th, Alicia FaceTimed with me and my nurse, who she said was heaven sent. She told her, he told her and James Michael that he enjoyed coming in my room because he gets a good feeling. They had made a playlist on my phone with great Christian music and could, would leave it playing for me all the time. I also worked as hard as I could with OT and PT. I could finally move my hands, which was hard at first. They were so heavy, I couldn't even hold my phone in my hand. At some point before this, a doctor had called both my kids and suggested they get a power of attorney because they pretty much thought I wouldn't improve. Thank God they didn't agree, and they pretty much let that doctor have it. <laughs> On August the 30th, the doctor said overall I had shown improvements in my health again, but God, he gets all the glory. They had a feeding tube in, and I got to the goals on my feeds. At first, they kept me sedated and had me on pain meds. That stuff will mess with your mind. I had very crazy dreams, and I believe some of them were very real. I try not to tell these dreams because I want to forget them. I will kind of tell about one because it had me not liking one of my male nurses. One night, I knew he was going to be there, and I told Alicia I didn't feel good about him being with me. <laughs> Well, she put, got out her Bible and read to me Psalms 91, which just happens to be my favorite. And I say she pretty much preached to me and prayed with me. After that, he was always very respectful, and I came to realize the reason I felt bad about him was my crazy dreams. He hadn't done anything wrong. The devil will try so hard to get in your head, but he has no business in mind. I'm a child of God. There were several times I said thanks to my kids. And then I had to ask forgiveness. <laughs> At one time I asked, why is no one coming to see me? And Alicia said, Mama, we've been here every day. <laughs> Evidently I was tired and slept when they were there, so I didn't know. One night they hadn't been there long, and I remember thinking they were tired. And I told them to go home. <laughs> they said, I said I was tired, but I think it was them. <laughs> September 7th, they had been working on my oxygen and were impressed on how well I had done today. And I have eaten real good, real food, and a little bit. Food was not great to me because I couldn't really taste it, so I didn't eat a lot. And that's not normal either. <laughs> I never, as far as I know, had any problems with anxiety until now. But every time something changed, I stressed over it. It's taken a while to get over that, but I've come a very long way. On September 11th, they started talking about moving me to a rehab facility. They were trying to find me a place. On September 21st, Meridian accepted me to come there for rehab, and this happened to be my parents' wedding anniversary. I also stood and took a few steps in therapy today. The ambulance ride to Meridian wasn't much fun. I didn't enjoy it as much. <laughs> I was worried about my oxygen, and that anxiety stuff showed up again. When I got there, finally, there was a respiratory therapist clapping her hands in the hallway, and I just thought, Please stop. <laughs> I wasn't in the mood for that. And I wanted her to quit. Then there was this big burly guy who was to be my nurse. And I thought to myself, what have I got myself into? Well, the lady had to go hunt up the right connections for my oxygen. And the whole time she was doing that, this male nurse held my oxygen to me. And I was good. They both became some of my favorites. On the, um, on the 22nd, I finally got to see my parents and they got to see me, one of the very best days. My expected release date from Meridian was October 20th. I was still on the track collar, but was improving. I couldn't talk, but I could mouth and call and could write what I wanted to say. 
for some reason, I think you should get popsicles when you're in the hospital. <laughs> That's a kid thing in me. So when I finally thought to ask for one, they were so good, and I had several. I was trying to tell my daddy I wanted one, but all I did was mouth. He wasn't good at reading my lips. I said pop ten times before he got it. <laughs> but finally, my brother, he we could FaceTime him, my youngest brother, and he got every word I said. It was amazing. <laughs> it was something. Um, September 28th, they changed my trach out for a smaller one. I got a little anxious about that, but there was nothing to it. More progress. On September 29th, they put a cap on my trach and I could talk. I surprised everybody with that. It was great. They talked about taking the trach out while I was at Meridian, but it waited until later. They did therapy with me there, which included standing, and it was really hard. But I knew I had to do it. I also started washing my own face, brushing my hair, and my teeth. So at Meridian, I was able to have more visitors. I got to see my daughter in love and my brothers. It was great. So the next step was a swing bed before going home, and we hoped to be for Tipper County Hospital home. <laughs> October 15th, this happened. The ride wasn't so bad this time. I'd asked them to lay me back because I get car sick sometimes. When I knew we were in Blue Mountain, I asked them to raise me back up because I wanted to see home. And home it was. <laughs> I knew a lot of the people at Tippy County Hospital and they helped so much. I always say they treated me like a queen. I was no longer on monitors and was only on 3.5 liters of oxygen. I still had the trach. I got the best bath. I got my hair washed for the first time since I'd been in the hospital. It was amazing. It was all done in my bed. <laughs> I got many more visitors here, including my precious grandson. Shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> therapy got started with me. I finally got to go to the therapy room. Getting out of my room helped a lot. On October 29th, which happens to be James Michael's birthday, I reached up to check on the cap on my trach, and it was at, at the side instead of the middle of my neck. So my sweet nurse came in and she was looking kind of funny and I said, what is wrong? She said, your trach is moved. She told me to stay still and she was getting some help. A nurse practitioner came in and looked at it and gave me several options, including taking it out. And of course that anxiety showed up again. <laughs> and guess what? Nothing to it. I was so happy that that was out. I did lots of therapy, including walking through those bar things, I don't know what to call them and walking with a walker. I made a goal to be home by Thanksgiving. I worked hard and one day I asked one of my therapists what I had to do to go home and he laid it out for me. I let them all know I was going to be home by Thanksgiving. Well, the day before Thanksgiving, this girl saw County Road 626 again. And yes, that's home. After 118 days. I have so many people to thank for this. Number one is my father God. He has taken such good care of me. My kids, Alicia Sanderson and James Michael Bellew, as well as their spouses and my grandbaby. My parents, they are the best. My church family, my working families, and every person who said a prayer for me. Prayer changes things, believe me. All my sweet friends and all of the hospital staff who took care of me. I know you probably call them nurses, doctors, therapists, cleaning people, receptionists. I call them angels. I would name them, I would name them, but I don't want to forget any of them. I invited several of them to come home with me. <laughs> COVID takes things from me. My smell is still not 100%. I was also left with a drop foot. 
In the hospital, it would swell up and I couldn't feel it. When I came home, I was in a wheelchair. I kept doing therapy at home and two days a week at Tiffin County Hospital. I finally, finally gave up the wheelchair and just used a walker. Then I gave it up and used a cane, and now I don't use anything. My foot still isn't 100%, but it doesn't swell much, and I can move it some. My complete healing is on its way. God has been so, so good to me, and He knows my name. Thank you so much. I just, it's a miracle. Like, I was thinking on my way over here this morning. It's a miracle that you are sitting here. Yes, it is. I mean, I'm sure there were some people who were just like, well, I'm Michelle, you know what yes, I mean? Yes, But you had a community of people, and yes. like you said, your kids did not accept that. No. They, like from the medical standpoint, and that doctor that, you know, kind of, just from... I know it's from his experiences yeah. that he had seen, and um, but like the whole time that you were sick, I can remember praying Thank and <laughs> just like I don't just knowing that you were gonna be okay. Yes. And um, yes. but I do, and like I do understand like yeah. the medical side of it. But yeah. a lot of people don't realize like that laying in the bed like that. And being on the vent and all that, how debilitating it is, yes. and that you, you know, you just get weak from not yes. using muscles. And yes. So people much. don't realize you have to almost relearn how to wash your face yes. and brush your teeth and all that yes. stuff. And yes. it is such a challenge. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, we take those things for granted. That was one of my things I, I've come out of this with. I don't take, like, breathing, for instance. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to just breathe. But mm-hmm. now I'm really conscious about <laughs> how that works. Yeah, <laughs> in through your nose, out through your mouth. I was told that millions of times, and I still do it. Well, and you talking about the anxiety. I know it's from patient experience. And, I mean, just if you can't breathe or if yes. it's an issue with breathing, <laughs> yes. that's going to cause anxiety. And that's, mm-hmm. that's Pretty one normal t- that that happens. I'll tell this. One time my, um, the thing came apart, like my oxygen. It didn't want to stay on. And I misplaced my button. I didn't know where my button was. Mm-hmm. I took a cup of tea and threw it at the door. And they didn't give me. I took another thing and threw it at the door. And they finally <laughs> came. But that was, you know, breathing was my yeah. thing. <laughs> well, yeah. Of course. <laughs> yes, yes. Very important. Very <laughs> important. Yes, yes. <laughs> Um, so through all that, I mean, I, I know there was a time where you were pretty much like not really conscious mm-hmm. of what was going on. Um, but when you did come to and you were start, you know, conscious, like, like, were you scared? Like, I don't remember being scared. My, there's another funny, my lips were dry because of the, um, innovation, I guess, and my mouth and I wanted something to drink all the time. And Alicia says that I told her one time. Next time you come, if you don't bring me something to drink, don't even come. <laughs> and I felt alone. Like I said, I didn't realize they were there all the time. And that was only, you know, things that... But, you know, I think that you talking about the devil gets in your mind. Oh, yes, it I does. think that is a devil at yes. play because yes. when Satan has you feeling like you're alone, like mm-hmm. that's when he can get you. Yes. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of times y'all think, well, this is going to happen. Or that, you know, bad, something's going to happen. I'm thinking, no, it's not. That's the devil that mm-hmm. he's trying. Mm-hmm. And, ooh, mm-hmm. he tries hard. But I've got to where I've 
you know, kind of cancel that out. Mm-hmm. And when I get a thought, like, I'm like, mm, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's amazing. And mm-hmm. I will say that that's why it's so important for us to stay in our Bible and, yes. like, stay close to God. Yes. Because when you're pulled out of consciousness and you're and then you weren't like thinking completely mm-hmm. clearly but the only thing i feel like that kept you from falling into those bad thoughts is you had that foundation mm-hmm. laid yes. like you knew you were a child yes. of god and we talk about the people that you surround yourself with mm-hmm. and you were surrounded by family and yes. friends and yes. People like me that have not been in contact with you in years, but knew you and knew your family, and and I mean, you had so many people praying for you. I even had people. Um, my pastor's wife had people in Africa praying for me, uh-huh. and I tell this a lot. There's a little girl. Her mama and her aunt were real good friends with my daughter, and they went on mission trips and stuff. This little girl's never met me, and she was. I think she was about three or so. That little girl prayed for me. <laughs> like I said, she didn't know me from anybody, but yes. I mean, it was amazing. Yes. Amazing. You had a community of prayer yes. warriors yes. for sure. And I can't never thank them, every one of them, enough. <laughs> yes, I, I tried not to bother Alicia a lot because I knew that people, but you know, every I was always, three days I'd be like, <laughs> let me text her. That's <laughs> not good for her. I was always looking for her. Yeah. Yes, then she started posting the updates, yeah. and yeah. yeah. This past year, I've copied them, I took pictures of them, and that's yes. where I got a lot of this. Yes. Like, at first, I didn't know, I had no clue <laughs> what going on. I remember the video of you coming home, oh, and your gosh. dad in the driver's seat, just giving <laughs> praise, like, oh, that well, just touched my heart. Um, when you left the hospital... All those, oh, that was um, awesome. all the people from the hospital lined up in the hall. Yes. Like, oh, that is they just were so clapping amazing. for me, and I started clapping for them. I said, <laughs> Y'all are the best. Oh. Or something else. I, I've gotten chills like several times <laughs> throughout this story, and I just know that oh, God has been all over your life. Yes, and he's, I'm, he's, I'm so thankful. He's the best. <laughs> yes. And yes. I, I wanted to say this too. Um, before this happened, I loved God, I loved Him very much. Mm-hmm. But going through this, it's even closer. It's more. It's I want everybody to love Jesus. Right. And so I want them all to go to heaven with me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That is so good. Even I've said, even when it comes to COVID, I said, if anybody don't like me, I don't want them getting this. Through. I don't want nobody yeah. to mm-hmm. go through that disease. Never. Mm-hmm. And I remember that day that you were talking about, I remember seeing you. And I was so happy you were there. I didn't know you had gotten <laughs> oh, that job. The year before, so. you had been, you had filled in as my assistant, and oh, I was so thankful for oh, you. You helped me you. so much. I loved it. And so <laughs> when I saw you had gotten on full time, I was like, yes, <laughs> yeah, she's my yes. person. Yeah, <laughs> and, <I was> excited. <laughs> yes, and then I was like, well, she just, she didn't look like she feels good, or, and like your face was red. Yeah. So really, <laughs> not like not that. that. Yeah. Like it, no, it. So the only symptoms you had were you were just tired mm-hmm. and yeah. So well, any I, yeah. Well, I mean, you came to the meetings yeah. and so like, did you have like 
headache, runny nose, any of that. No. I just think I felt yuck, just, you know, mm-hmm. kind of yuck, not, because I wasn't accepting that I was sick, you know. Right. And I just kind of felt, I don't know, I don't really remember. Yeah. Just kind of yucky. Well, I and I wonder, the medical, you know, yeah. part of me, like, I wonder, did she have a fever? Was that what was causing, like, a little bit of the brain fog? The brain fog. Yeah. And the not being yeah. able to unlock the... Or yeah. it could have been your oxygen level. Or, yeah. I mean, you know, there's yeah. so many things. But I'm just glad yeah. Alicia was there to talk to you. Me And the early treatment. Yes. And um, I think God had his hand on you yes. from the first yes, my day. Yes, mm-hmm. And still does. Mm-hmm. Like, I can notice even since you started working at Pine Grove, like your mobility and yes. while I know they have her walking up and down the hill like oh, three or four times a day. But like that's I think that's the first, helped. The first day I came I walked down that hill one time and came back and that was it. I said, mm-hmm. I don't know about this and I kinda mm-hmm. questioned it and then I thought, God put me here and he's opened this door so it's gonna be okay and it's helped me a lot. A lot. Yes. Well, I can definitely see improvement like every day and just Thank getting around you. and you're back. Yes. Like, you know. Yes. 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 <laughs> and I'm so glad. Yeah. Start with our rapid fire questions. Okay. Um, my one I like to start with is your song of the week. Well, I like the goodness of God, and that was one of the things that was on my playlist. <laughs> There's so many, but that's yeah. that one I just well, and I that was why, over That's over. why we do, we say song of the week, because, uh-huh. you know, it changes from week to right. week, and your mood, and your situation, yeah. and all yes. that. So. Yes. And sometimes I go back to, like, old yeah. favorite, oh, yeah. you know, like, yes. old songs, yeah. and yeah. just cling on yes, to that. Yes, yes. <laughs> all right, Miss Michelle, what is your, who is your favorite Disney princess? I think I'm going to go with Belle, and the reason I thought about her is because... She saw the good in what everybody else thought was mean and nasty, and, and mm-hmm. I just like her. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Your favorite place to relax? The beach. Yes. <laughs> yes. Girl. I miss that so bad. I ain't been in many years, and I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. Alicia, she's ready to go to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. When was the last time you laughed, and what was it about? I think it was at my son's house. Um, I won't say much about this, but anyways, they have a a new foster baby. This is their first time, and he's hilarious. He's three <laughs> years old, and he's sweet, and he just comes up with stuff that's that's funny, and I just I love it. It's <laughs> <laughs> a funny, funny age. Yes. 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 All right. Describe your job with three words. This may sound funny. I didn't know what to what to come up with. I said challenging, mm-hmm. rewarding, mm-hmm. and fun. Okay. I'm gonna add one more. I would say your job is miraculous because it's real. I mean, it's a miracle. Like you are a walking miracle. Thank you. You Thank are. All right, so last week we had Miss um, Candy Walker on. Her episode hadn't been put out yet, but she oh, she has such beautiful words, and I'm, a, I'm just, I know I'm going to mess this up. Okay, so you know how a pearl is made. Help me. <laughs> the sand gets in the oyster shell, and it causes irritation. 
and the um, oyster coats it with whatever it coats it with, I don't know, <laughs> that forms the pearl. So the way that Candy put it, and Rondi and I talked about this earlier, we wish we had recorded Candy saying this, the sand represents the trials in our life, and the goop that <laughs> the oyster, and that was, that was Candy's word, I'm using Candy's word, <laughs> Um, that puts, that is around the sand is God's goodness for us. Mm -hmm. And you have definitely been through uh, uh, trials. And, and I know that even you shared your story of COVID, but I know like there's been so much more that you have overcome and I'm so proud of you. So what she got you, this is actually from Mexico. This is a Mayan pearl and it has where you can get the pearl out and you put it in the necklace and she also said you can wear you wear it as a necklace because it's close to your heart yeah so that is for you that's our pay it forward we do with each of our guests yes it's been fun it's been an honor to hear that do you want to add any, like, um, social media or anything like that you want to put in? Facebook, that's about it. Okay. All <laughs> right. Once again, thank you for listening. Hi, I'm Rhea. Today I would like to share with you some cool facts about my favorite woman in history. And someone I consider a woman of fortitude you may have heard of. Amelia Earhart, the first woman to travel across the Atlantic Ocean by plane, and later disappeared over the Pacific Ocean. But there was so much more depth to this adventurous lady. Amelia was homeschooled until high school. She suffered from chronic sinus problems. During the Second World War, she works as a nurse's aide. She was involved in creating the first commercial air, airline in the world. And not only was Amelia an intelligent, ambitious lady, but she was also a fashionista like myself. She created a, a functional, sporty fashion line. And there was a fun Here's a fun, mind-blowing story for you. In 1933, Amelia was attending a White House event. She suggested that Eleanor Roosevelt to ditch the dinner and take a joyride in a plane. Both ladies took turns flying to Baltimore and back still dressed in silk gowns and formal gloves. Now that sounds like my kind of party. Amelia paved the way for female pilots and broke many flying records. She was brave and faced the adversity, but she forged forward and became the admirable woman of fortitude. May we all use her life as an inspiration to never stop pursuing our passion. Thank you for listening. Today's episode is sponsored by Massage by Kelty.
Kelty Childs is a licensed massage therapist number 1511. Special thanks to our editor and producer, Daniel Rogers, and thanks to our musician, Brantley Rogers. If you love our podcast, like and rate us wherever you listen to our podcast. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram under Women of Fortitude. Thank you.